With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to a depressing edition of the Denver Stiff Show. We are in the lower areas of Pepsi Center, uh, commiserating about a loss. Uh, you, kn- you knew what I was going to say, yes. and you started laughing because I know I know you. You refused to use the I, re- I, I used I used I did not use bowels. That yeah. was not going to be I something. I thought you were going to say the house, and then you did. But Man, the lower just... areas. What sounds worse? <laughs> Should I just? Yeah, the lower area sounds pretty actually. Yeah, bowels is a great word. Yeah. Really Should I just make that my thing when we're podcasting here? The bowels. You're the bowels guy. I'm the bowels guy. <laughs> That's hey, a great everyone's title. Everyone's got to have a thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We're still reeling a little bit from this loss to the Lakers. The Nuggets put up a really good fight. Down a lot of players. Went to overtime. Had some really impressive plays from a variety of people, but ultimately lost this game. Final one twenty to one sixteen. It was a tough one. This was this was a really tough one to swallow, and I think we're still kind of all trying to figure things out. Uh, I, if you don't know who I'm with, I'm with Jenna Garcia, Brandon hey. Ewing from the Denver Stiffs. Uh, we're having a grand old time here. In the no, bowels. In the bowels. <laughs> Stop it. The only good thing about being in the bowels right now is that there's cookies. And there aside are cookies. from that, they're pretty it good. It sucks, right? Yeah. Free cookies. I'm very proud of myself. I found the free cookies. They, they have Nicole Yokich on it, and his number on it is pretty great. But let's get into this game. Um, Skip, you were watching, and this was a, a really tough game to figure out, I think, just because there were some players on Denver's side that were out. Yeah. Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Mason Plumley. Some very important players. Yeah. How much do you how much impact do you think those guys have on this game if they are playing? Oh, I think they obviously have a massive impact. I mean the the Nuggets still had a lot of guys that were having to step up, man. It was just a like you said, it's a really tough game to just break down right now. Just because it was so exciting, it was so exhilarating, and the Nuggets obviously come out on top, and then you take a step back, and you're like, yeah, they are missing Will Barton, who's been one of the team's MVPs this year. They are missing Michael Porter Jr., who's been really promising, especially the last couple months before he got hurt. And they're ma- missing Mason Plumlee, the backup center, so they were forced to play Noah Vonley tonight for the first time in Nuggets uniform, who I will say was absolutely fantastic. He was great, honestly. Like, there was nothing nothing wrong with Noah Vonley's stints. That was, that was wonderful to exactly. see. But still, you would like to see Mason Plumlee the normal guy who they would more than likely play against the Lakers play. Who knows or, the plays, yeah. who can actually contribute in that way, mm-hmm. space the floor better. I mean, not because Wanley didn't play well, but because he's brand new. Exactly. And so it's, it's hard to really gauge how this team would would gel together in a playoff series right now just because we haven't, all, we haven't seen all of them together at their final form. But let's talk about the, the clutch time right now. Uh, 
this Nuggets team has made a really great habit of being great in the clutch. Nikola Jokic has been wonderful in the clutch all year. Jamal Murray has made a lot of amazing plays, and he made some great plays tonight, too. Gary Harris made some important plays tonight. Hit a three in overtime, hit the game-tying layup with about 24 seconds left in in regulation. That was wonderful. Uh, but the Nuggets just didn't really have it in clutch time tonight. Uh, is that because they were going against LeBron and AD and the Lakers, or was there something else? Uh, I don't know if there's necessarily something else. I mean... I'm not gonna say that they're not clutch at all. I mean, it's tough to be a hundred percent clutch all the time. No yeah, matter how that's, good you, no that's matter good how point. good you are. So I think it's just you can't look into it that much because even Kobe wasn't clutch all the time. Yeah, he made bad decisions and missed a lot several, of like, clutch shots. Exactly. So, so and LeBron, LeBron's a clutch player, and he missed the game-winning shot in regulation. Yeah. yeah, obviously the Lakers won the game, but still at the same time, it's a clutch shot you miss. So I mean, it happens to the best players out there. Really I think nice. the difference was tonight. Nicola was hesitated. He hesitated right. on that shot. He normally doesn't hesitate on it, and then he gets another three. Uh, you know, on the kind of more on the top of the key, and he doesn't hesitate. But it's not as good as a sh- good of a shot. You know, the first one was a more open, and I I haven't seen him hesitate like that. But he hasn't been shooting great from three. In, like, his last 10 games, he's only shooting, like, 30% from the three-point line. And I think that's just, like, sheer exhaustion. He's carried this team on his back in this last part of the first... I mean, this isn't the first half, really. I don't know why we identify it that way because of the All-Star break, I guess. Yeah, it's about two-thirds of the way through, yeah. Yeah, but, like, for the last two weeks or more, he has literally placed them all on his back. Jamal Murray is out. Will Barton is out. He's carried this team, and he's exhausted. And I think his three-point shooting percentage has more to do with that than it does with him not being clutch. Yeah, it's, it's hard when you don't have your legs under you, but I will point out, he was two of two tonight from the three-point line before they went down four and he had to kind of chuck one. Yeah, um, the chuck one almost went in, too. It yeah, it almost did. It almost banked in. Uh, he couldn't buy a foul call tonight. There were a lot of instances tonight where I thought that he was getting hacked. I thought that he had some calls go against him that were really tough. Uh, Anthony Davis finishes with two personal fouls. LeBron finishes with three. Dwight Howard finishes with four, but it really felt like he should have had more there. Uh, if this team, if this Lakers team is playing the Nuggets in a playoff series, do you think that they get the foul calls that they need? No. Or- I think the refs totally disrespected Nikola Jokic all night long. He shot his first free throw with a minute left in the game. Yeah. A minute left in the game. Do you not see how banged up he was? A minute left in the game. Dwight Howard shot 12 free throws. Yeah, and it's not like Jokic wasn't taking any shots in the paint either. Like Most of his shots came in the paint. There it were some jumpers, but hella still. disrespectful, in my opinion. I, just, I couldn't even watch it. The refs did not have any respect for Nikola Jokic, and... That concerns me. Like, you're supposed to be consistent. Yeah. At the very and, least. And if you're going to be consistent, you might as well give consistent star calls to the stars. Oh, there was tons of makeup calls in that game. There was yeah. one against Alex Caruso, and it was he definitely was fouled, and they didn't call it because the last play down the floor, yeah. they called a terrible call against the Nuggets. So they were making up, making up, making up. I don't know. They might, maybe CJ McCollin has something on this whole find the refs when they mess up. Because if I'm getting fined, I'm not messing up calls. And making yeah. makeup calls just for the sake of it. You know, it, it's really tough to, it's really tough to referee Nikola Jokic, um, as we 
have to fend off the, the cleaning crew. The bowels. Uh, the bowels are, are interrupting everything. It's deranged. <laughs> uh, and, and I don't think the free throw numbers really fully reflect how difficult it was for the Nuggets to get to the line tonight. The Nuggets went 17 of 22. The Lakers went 14 of 27. But it wasn't that close. Like, the Nuggets committed 26 fouls tonight. The Lakers only committed 22. It just, it felt very one-sided. It felt like there were several moments where the refs swallowed their whistles. Or they made an inopportune whistle where Nikola Jokic gets a post-up move against Anthony Davis, gets the ball to go. But they call a jump ball before because Anthony Davis has his hand on the ball, even though Jokic still muscles it in. Usually, you only see that call when the other guy blocks it. You only see the call when it gets tied up. But Jokic wasn't tied up on that possession. It was very odd, very weird, uh, really odd time for that call to actually occur. I, I, I struggle with a prospective playoff series with this team. Because I know that the Lakers are going to get the benefit of the doubt. They have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis. They have the Lakers machine behind them. That's really scary. That's really scary. The, the Nuggets are going to have their their Sacramento Kings moment against the Kobe Shaq Lakers, where Sacramento is clearly winning the series, and then the Lakers turn it around. So it's a tough thing to swallow. It's a tough thing to figure out. Uh, let's talk about the... The defense of on LeBron and AD tonight. The Nuggets used a variety of guys. In in the closing minutes, Jokic was forced to defend Davis because Davis was playing center. LeBron was playing the four. Uh, Torrey Craig was out on him for a long time. Jeremy Grant was out on him. How do you think those guys did in defending the Lakers superstars? Jen, I'll start with you. I think it was tough just because of the mismatches. Uh, there were multiple times when, like, Monte was guarding one of their centers, you know, yeah. one of their bigger yeah. guys. I think in the first time the, the Lakers came to town, we saw how much bigger of a lineup they really put out there compared to the Nuggets lineup. Um, and that was going to be something difficult for the for the Nuggets, period. I think defensive matchups, we talked pregame um, on our live feed about how difficult the matchups were going to be. But they did a fairly good job for being so unhealthy. I mean, you look at the injury list, and you have Will Barton, Tor- or, excuse me, Mason Plumley, and MPJ, who are three major pieces, and you look at the Lakers injury report, it has three G-leaguers, so you know they're not going to play. Sure. And it has DeMarcus Cousins, who he's, has he's pretty been, much been garbage all season. Well, he's been out all year. Yeah. Like, he, he just ha- he literally has not contributed no, to that No, but I mean, all. like, when he's played recent in recent oh, yeah. times he oh, hasn't yeah. with, with really the, with the Warriors yeah. he, was, he, was he hasn't really done much yeah. so DeMarcus Cousins isn't a big piece of your offense for the Lakers they're literally healthy how do you think this game changes with Michael Porter Jr. out there specifically six points yeah, I, I think points. Uh, I think Michael Porter Jr. helps a lot to be honest I really think Michael Porter Jr. would have made a difference I actually thought that uh we already talked about Noah Vonley a little. He actually played some really good defense on LeBron. It was really impressive. Right. And I thought Torrey Craig had some really good defense on LeBron. I actually really liked his defensive possession on uh, – I really liked his defensive possession on uh, LeBron's last shot of regulation because LeBron was getting to the basket a lot towards the end of the fourth quarter, and Torrey Craig for, forced him to take a tough jump shot, and he missed. So I, that was really impressive. But 
Oh, no, LeBron's a different beast. Anthony Davis is a different beast. And like you said, when Jokic had to guard Anthony Davis, at this point in the game, he had five fouls. So it's not like he could play right. him that aggressively defensively. So uh, Anthony Davis kind of just got what he wanted. I think he's the, he's the biggest X factor for me, and I don't think the Nuggets have figured him out. I don't really think that they're going to figure him out. Well, the issue was, too, as soon as like they were guarding LeBron, and as soon, all LeBron was doing, because LeBron wasn't hitting shots at the end of this game. He was tired. Yeah. He was really tired. It was evident. And I was told that he was receiving treatment until midnight last night to be prepared for this game because he was so sore and tired and ready for the All-Star break. Yeah, he, and, took, he took 29 shots tonight, had 14 assists. This was a, a really good LeBron game, but he definitely got tired for sure. There was no And at doubt. the end of the game, what he was doing was he was holding onto the ball, protecting the ball, until after one or two switches, Anthony Davis was open. And the Nuggets lost him, and he hit a couple threes. And that's where, like Skip said, it was difficult for him, for the Nuggets to recover because they once they got him open, he was knocking down those shots. Yeah, and and Davis is not going to hit those shots every time. He's he's not that good of a three point shooter, shooting about thirty three percent this year. So he he made one more than you expect him to, and that could have been the difference in this game tonight. It's just sometimes Four points. sometimes it's a make or miss league. You sometimes a guy hits a shot and Jokic missed a shot and there was there was a shot that Murray could have hit down the stretch. The Nuggets only scored five points in overtime. Yeah. And five points in five minutes just isn't gonna get it done. So okay. all those five points also came in like the, the first two minutes or so of overtime. Yeah, so I'm it was pretty like sure the first couple of possessions. So they might have just yeah. gone scoreless the final three minutes of overtime, which is really tough to do and still walk away with victory. And they still only lost by four. So I thought they went away from the two man game a little bit, and they were posting up Jokic a lot. Did, did you guys? Yeah. Did you guys see that? Like, was that there wasn't very much movement in those last three minutes of overtime? There was just Nikola posting up and then dishing it out because he couldn't get to the basket and dishing it out. Right. And it wasn't the their normal pick and roll offense. But you have to understand too that he wasn't getting any of the calls on the DHO. He yeah. didn't get a single call. And yeah, those aren't going to result in free throws necessarily, but they are going to result eventually. They add up. Yeah. And eventually, you're getting. You know, it's helping the Nuggets in a positive way and there were multiple times coming through uh the screen where Jokic was tangled up with the the defender for the Lakers and there was no call sorry I'm really pissed about the so if I haven't hammered that home for you they sucked this is about a four out of ten on Jenna's actual anger scale right now yeah you guys should have seen me during the game it was pretty bad (laughs) uh it's, it's it's too bad um you're right. I don't think the Nuggets have an Anthony Davis defender. I don't think they have a LeBron James defender. They're going to have to defend those guys by committee. And mm-hmm. they're going to have to figure out a way to score on the other end because it's going to be tough to match up with James and Davis consistently when you don't have a good matchup for them. Tory Craig, I thought he was admirable down the stretch tonight. He was hustling his ass off. Why does Tory play like every game is the end of the world? It, because it... it it could be. We're 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 in the end times right now. <laughs> we're but... in the end times. He literally like was flinging around no, every single like, game. Like there I was, love it. There was one missed shot that Denver had that Torrey Craig ran for the offensive rebound, out hustled LeBron, and that was the the three point shot that Gary Harris got. Was a it was created by Torrey Craig because he out hustled LeBron James, basically knocked them both to the floor. Got the ball to Jamal Murray, and Murray found Harris for a three. So It was after that possession that LeBron pretty much stopped hitting shots. Yeah, and and that could very much be it. it it's very, very possible. Hey, Kyle Kuzma, three points. 
He's awful. Fraud. He's he is he is fraud. I actually I actually was really impressed with Alex Caruso's minutes. That dude plays really well with him. He was a plus twenty three in a four point win. And there's only on the Lakers side of the box score. There's one, two, three, four, five, six players who were in the plus in plus minus, and one was a zero. Jabril McGee, but Alex Caruso by far the only. I mean, the next guy next to him was KCP with plus 10. Yeah, and, and if you look at the, the Nuggets side, the Nuggets starters all on the minus, the bench guys all on the plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver's going to be better when they have reinforcements because the starters have had to play so many minutes. Uh, Paul Millsap will be back in the lineup helping everything go, go smoothly. Will Barton will be back. Michael Porter Jr. will give them a boost off the bench, as will Torrey Craig. But Torrey Craig, he's earned his keep. Like he, he really has. I've I've been really, really, really impressed with him over these last few weeks. He's been a guy that's really stepped up. Yeah, and he stepped up offensively too, which is the biggest thing for him, I think. Yeah, hey, four assists, one turnover. He's going to have to get more steals and blocks, but so is everybody. Uh, it it can't just be can't just be one guy. See, I would say LeBron. he's got to get more shots, steals and blocks. He come, they come a plenty for him. It's definitely like if he had hit two, you know, two threes, and and that's one thing that this team that's really, Michael Porter Jr. Right well, there. well, it could be, but here's here's that was actually a a habit that they got into in the playoffs last year was a lot of shots concentrated with Jokic and Murray, and then other guys mm-hmm. weren't as effective because they weren't in their rhythm. Uh, that could be happening right now, and Murray and Jokic playing their two man game. It's really good for them, but it's really tough for the other guys. So. You have to figure out a way to continue continue working everybody around. Continue. Will Barton will be very helpful with that. He's a great ball handler and can move the ball, can shoot off ball still. Great creator. I think this team really, really changes when Will Barton is back. Yeah. And Murray was fantastic tonight. Don't get me wrong. 32 points, 10 assists. But you just need another guy sometimes. And if that's Michael Porter Jr., then so be it. Hey, I think it could be Will Barton. We got to give it up for Gary Harris. 13 points. Yeah. Come on. It was huge. Got to be proud both, of Gary. Both of those shots that he hit, the the one at the end of regulation, the one at the beginning of overtime, the three, massive buckets. I hope Gary's coming out of his slump because... Seems to be on the up and up. He, he seems to be figuring some stuff out, but hey, one rebound from him, one assist. Yeah, that's not good enough. Not great, not especially when he's playing one 34 rebound. minutes. He has to be more involved. He has to... Continue to put his imprint on the game. It can't just be all about his shooting and his defense. Right. Dude, going back to Jamal Murray for a minute, that dude played 44 minutes today. He's unbelievable. On no legs. Like, he, like he, nothing. That's unreal. He was so banged up. Did you guys see him in the locker room postgame? Yes. Like, I've I think never seen that much ice. Yeah. Four, both his knees. Yeah. Both his ankles. It was crazy. Like it, honestly, it looked like he had 17 ice packs on him. Um, these guys need the all-star break. That's for sure. I'm I, hard to take that much away from this, other than the fact that they just need an All Star break. So, but can this team beat the Lakers in a playoff series? Um, in a seven game series, it's tough, but I don't think they get swept. That's for sure. Yeah, no, they're going to steal some games with their hustle and their shooting for sure. I mean, you Question look at this box score, and honestly, the Nuggets side of it looks better. Aside from like. Plus minus, the Nuggets side looks 
it's spread out more. The points are spread across the board a little bit better. 44% from three. Yeah. And 10 turnovers. You look at the Lakers, and it's just LeBron yeah. and AD. That's really all they have. And Caruso, yeah, he was a plus 23, but he only had 10 points. It's not really enough offense to be a big contributor. And Dwight Howard, despite 12 free throws, he only has 14 points. Yeah, when Millsap gets back into the game, I think he'll be better against a guy like a guy like Dwight Howard when he gets fully ingrained, fully healthy. Uh, Plumlee's also a big body that can really match up with him for a, for a few minutes. But my yeah. point being that like LeBron has one bad game, the Nuggets win that. Right. AD has one bad game, the Nuggets win. Because the Nuggets all play as a team. Everyone scores. It's not just two guys. Yeah, is it more Murray Jokic? Yeah, but look at the box score. And not to mention, if, if you talk about getting Will Barton and, yeah. and Michael Porter Jr. back, those are just another couple of threats that you didn't have for this game. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. Um, I still don't want to see them in the playoffs. Yeah, that first round tough. at least, Scott. Yeah. Maybe, fortunately, I think both of these teams are going to be top three seeds. And that means that they're not going to meet until at least the second round. If the Nuggets can get the first seed, then they guarantee that they won't see this Lakers team until the finals, until the West Finals. <sighs> I just think it'll be interesting what's going to happen in the last matchup this season in March. Because the Nuggets won their one game in Los Angeles, and the Lakers have won both here in Denver. So if the Nuggets can even, it's weird, it, right? if the Nuggets <laughs> yeah. can even it out. I mean, and it you makes know, you feel a little maybe better. maybe that says that this Nuggets team doesn't need home court advantage against them in order to win. Like they they know how to win on the road. They've been good. They've been yeah. one of the better road teams. And they went to the Utah, got that win. They've gone on the road. They went to Milwaukee, got that win. There have been a lot of this, places where they've they've really translated. I would say by far the Nuggets have overcome as far as basketball adversity goes like on the court adversity the Nuggets have overcome far more than what the Lakers have yeah the Lakers obviously Kobe situation is outside of basketball they haven't been really challenged on the court yet no their last like several games the only wins they got were uh, uh, to 500 teams under yeah. 500 teams and they lost to Portland Houston and Philly teams that the Nuggets beat I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes um, but let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to take take a step back, and we'll talk about the season as a whole. This team is really good. They they deserve the break that they could get. So let's step back and appreciate what they've done. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the Denver Stiff Show. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, here with Brandon Ewing and Jenna Garcia to my right. Nuggets are still second-best team in the West. They've had wins against every single important team 
in the Western Conference. They've beat the Lakers before, though that was without LeBron, and that's probably their their final uh, cliff that they are their final mountain that they have to summit. Uh, they've beaten the Clippers, they've beaten the Jazz, and the Rockets, and the Mavericks, and the Thunder, and the Grizzlies, and the Blazers. They've beaten all of these teams. I don't think there's a team anymore, except for possibly the Lakers, that they should fear out of matchups, out of not being able to handle certain guys. Uh, the Rockets are going to be interesting, and we have no idea how that's going to go, and whether Jokic can just dominate the paints for every single game. But I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I think that he certainly can. Uh, so my question to you guys is, do you like where the Nuggets are at right now? And how do you feel about the team as a whole? If you had to give them a grade for their this first half, it's technically their first two-thirds of the season right before the All-Star break, what would your grade be on the, on the A to F scale? A to F scale? And I'm going to be the first grader, huh? Yeah, you're a teacher. Yeah, it's true. He's a substitute, so he could give... Doesn't really count? He must give nice, <laughs> nice scores. I don't, I don't really have to hand out <laughs> grades often. Yeah. You know, I think I would still give him an A- because they really over, have overcome a lot of adversity, and they're still second in the Western Conference. And as to your question of how they compete going to the playoffs, I think that we talked about it last week on the show. The only teams I'm concerned with are the Lakers, Clippers, and I'm a little concerned with the Rockets, to be honest, after watching them. But no, the East Coast, huh? Uh, oh, obviously, yeah. Like, I obviously think the Milwaukee Bucks are the best team in the NBA by a lot. So, like, I'd be really concerned if they played them. Sure. And, and But, like, you got you to gotta yeah. get to the finals. To get <laughs> sure, yeah. And the team that they played tonight, I would be most worried about. And I think seeding is going to be incredibly important. Health's going to be incredibly important. So, it, it's... It's tough to say, but I think I'd still give them an A minus right now going into the All Star break. I like where they're at. They're going to get healthy coming out of the All Star break, and they still lost this game. But it's not like they lost in devastating fashion. They still didn't lose really any momentum. They could still come out of the All Star break flying high. They play OKC first game out of the All Star break, so that's a big game. That really is a big end playoff team, a team that they could possibly see in the first round. That's kind of a little statement game. How many losses have they actually had? at home to good teams. Like, I think the Lakers have two of those losses that they can account for, but how many other instances has this team actually lost to a good team at home? I, I, I have to sure. check it. Yeah, we'd have they to lost to the Pacers at home. They're a pretty good team. Yeah, let's let's focus on the West. They lost to the Cavs at home. They're, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the West. They the lost West. to the Mavericks early in the season when Jokic oh, wasn't yeah. trying. Oh, Pelicans on Christmas Day. Yeah. He I said good teams. No, Pelicans. I, think, I honestly think the <laughs> Pelicans. <laughs> no, I think the Pelicans are really good. They I will really be. do. They're, they're going to be good, and Zion Williamson is unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, but fortunately for the Nuggets, I don't think they're going to have to worry about them. Yeah, they, lost, they lost to the fighting Trey Youngs at home. No, they just lost to Trey Youngs. What, Jenna, what grade would you give? Well, okay, so I was a teacher, and there are certain assignments that are weighted higher and heavier sure. than other assignments, right. right? Like, if I give you addition problems, and you can do it with a partner, I'm not really weighing that one very very hard. But if I give you multiplication, and you have to do it solo, in silence, like, with no calculator, it's... and you're nine, then it's probably <laughs> much more difficult, right? So right. I would say, like... You have to take the weighted scale into in um, into account for this team. Like, 
they've lost to a few bad teams. Sure. They've lost to a few bad teams on the road when they were first trying to figure their stuff out. They were trying to figure out lineups. They were trying to figure out rotations. And Malone was tinkering a lot. There were some bad losses. The Mavericks' loss hurt a lot. And obviously the Lakers' losses at home, those three, I think, are most memorable. But I don't think tonight – like, I still give them a good score on tonight's game because they were so injured – and they still lost by four in overtime. Yeah, to a totally it, healthy team. It went to overtime. To like, a totally they, they healthy were, Lakers yeah, team. They were, they were even. They played the Lakers even for for forty eight minutes. Right, and the and the Lakers were literally draining everything in the first quarter. In the first half, they were hitting a lot yeah, of shots. Yeah, that, that second Nuggets, quarter was unbelievable. Yeah, it was Lakers. the second quarter, and yeah. the, and the Nuggets weren't. And I think so. Like I guess on the weighted scale, I would say that they have like a B plus. Yeah. Season. Because they yeah. have lost to bad teams. Mm-hmm. So that weighs in my, you know, grade a little bit lower. I'm I'm the opposite of you. I actually don't give a damn about <laughs> them losing to bad teams because they're not gonna face bad teams in the playoffs. That's a very good point. I don't I don't think that I don't think that when, when, <laughs> No, I think it's I really think that's a good point. Like you should <laughs> taking my side, I like it. Dude, you like yeah. you struggle <laughs> against bad teams. Cool, but who cares? Because the bad teams aren't the final eight. So and and yeah, I the guess Nuggets it's more have... about the national narrative that like, oh, if you can't w- beat a bad team, then you're not a good team. That's what everyone there, says. You know, there's a lot of that going around, and I really don't believe it. I think that your your best wins are the ones where you're they're the measuring stick games against good teams, and this was a measuring stick game for Denver, and I thought they came out pretty well. Uh, yeah. In a game where LeBron and Anthony Davis played pretty well each. Yeah. Like LeBron had 32, 14, and 11. I think that was the number. Yeah, uh, if I were the Lakers, I'd walk away from this disappointed. Like, at least so, a little concerned. Yeah, you yeah. won by four in overtime to a team that's playing like... We we played Vonley. <laughs> PJ Von Dozier Lee. was in the G League last like, True. month. True. Are you kidding a dark me? dark horse, secret weapon. You know, <laughs> I mean, honestly... He did defend LeBron pretty well, and he there are very, did. Really did. there are very few that players that have the combination of size and speed to match up with a guy like LeBron. And, and maybe he had. I mean, off the bench, cold yeah. as hell. He he was like he the congratulations, bro. Your first assignment in Denver cover Tough LeBron one. James. Yeah, like yeah. Um, so, but you he, he handled that well. Cover LeBron James um, well. I'm a little bit concerned, specifically with a Lakers matchup for this team when they get their their roster back to full strength. Because then you're playing Murray, Harris, Barton, Millsap, Jokic, most likely. Who defends LeBron? Sure. Like, I mean, I think that's the the thing, though, like that we saw last year in playoffs against the Spurs when Barton took a seat on the bench and they put in Torrey. It's all about matchups. And yeah. Malone is going to play and start, and it doesn't matter who starts the game. It matters who finishes the game. And it's all about matchups. So it won't matter, you know, I don't think he starts his – regular season five, if that's the matchup. What uh, I think it's very what, possible. What do we think about Millsap off the bench? Because I think it's wicked awesome. Well, you know, hey, Jeremy Grant was really good in the bench five role as well. Uh, but Millsap fair, has played but, great. Yeah, Millsap, has, really Millsap has been awesome. And he elevates that unit and, and gives them at least a really solid floor defensively. But he's also been shooting the shit out of the ball. Like, and yeah. That may not continue. He may get a little bit more tired as the season wears on and then you get into a deep playoff series. Why not play Grant and Millsap? You and can. Sit Gary. 
Uh, yeah. It's very or possible. Will. I think that so you, you need one of them. I think you need another ball handler in there. So I think the lineup that I would go with, and I, it's close to that, it would be Murray, Barton, Grant, Millsap, Jokic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's it's a good it's a good call because the Lakers, like you like you've mentioned in the past, they're they don't like, well. They're the the three guys are big, but the other two, Danny Green and Avery Bradley and Alex Caruso and guys like that. They don't scare you. They don't scare you as, as ball handlers and creators. You can put Jamal Murray on that guy or you can put Will Barton on that guy and feel fine. So I'm I'm interested to seeing how Malone deals with that. He briefly went to that lineup uh, with with Harris in place of Barton, the, the Grant Millsap Jokic combination at the end of the first half. And it didn't work well, but maybe because they haven't maybe, played together. And and maybe it's because Grant was on Grant was on LeBron, and you want Millsap on LeBron in those cases. I think that's very possible. Um, who and so we we talked about the Lakers and the Clippers, or we didn't really talk about the Clippers. Um, if this team finishes second in the West, because I think that's the most likely scenario, either second or third, and the Lakers finish first. If the Clippers are the other team, and you win your first round series, if you're Denver, Clippers win their series. You like a Nuggets versus Clippers matchup? Um, I think it's better I, fit than it's a better fit. The but I would, uh, I would pick the Clippers at this moment. I'd probably pick the Clippers. I'd probably pick them in six, maybe sure. seven. I'd probably pick the Clippers okay. in six. I just think Kawhi is too much, man. I think Paul George is too much. I, uh, I think I. We talked last week on the show again. I really like the Clippers bench unit. Yeah, so, I like the Clippers too, but I don't think. I don't. I disagree. I don't think Paul George is too much. I think. Oh no! I think he is because I think he's. I think he can score at will. He does not slap in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know. I think playoff playoff. playoff? He isn't exactly a playoff player. So yeah, he's uh, he's due. Though. He's due. You he's never due. want to face the people who are due. <laughs> I I actually like Denver's matchup in that series. I think that they would play really well. I think that Will Barton going up against Paul George is not as much of a mismatch as some make it out to be. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Fumble. Uh, but then you could put Jeremy Grant on Kawhi Leonard. You could put Paul Millsap on Marcus Morris. And then I don't think Jokic is any more scared of Avisa Zubac than he is of uh, Anthony but, Davis or Dwight Howard. Here's the thing. It's all about Jokic. Yeah. It's all about which matchup Jokic is most successful in. Now that Clint Capella is not on the Rockets, Jokic rocks that. Yeah. He kills it. James Harden, whatever. Have your 50 points. You won't beat Jokic. Sorry. That's the, that's the situation. And the same thing with the Clippers. Is Yeah. Our, I mean, maybe he's due. I doubt it. Sorry. Don't, don't believe it. Honestly, though, I'm more concerned with not Paul George. I'm more concerned with Lou Williams. Sure. Lou Williams and Clyde. <laughs> give them all the points you know, they want. But, but Jokic is going to get him. I'm actually not as concerned about Lou Will. I think, he's, I think he's a mismatch in the playoffs. And he's a guy that Denver can take advantage of defensively. Oh, for um, sure. And when, when he's advantage. out there, you shadow him with Torrey Craig the entire time. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think that they they have different pieces that you can go to matchup basis wise. Gary Harris even could do a really good job against Lou Williams. I don't I don't see him struggling with that. And then Murray, I don't think he's scared of Patrick Beverly. I think that Beverly would be intense and he'd be really good. But Murray is. 
coming into his own. I think it's an underplayed piece of these last five games that Murray is having his star moment. Like he has oh, played five 100%. straight great games. Oh, he was, he was playing against a tremendous defender named Avery, Brad, Avery Bradley, and you wouldn't even notice. Yeah. Also, wasn't Avery Bradley the guy in the documentary, the Aaron Hernandez documentary, who gets shot in the face? Isn't that guy's name Avery Bradley, too? Uh, so I have no idea. No, I don't think so. I, did, I didn't I watch I don't it. Remember, I did watch it, but I don't remember an Avery Bradley guy. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That was a really good documentary. Yeah. Off subject, <laughs> but I, the whole time I was All just good. like, is this the guy? <laughs> uh I like Denver in those series. I think that Denver can beat anybody. I think that they can beat the Lakers, too. Not sure I would pick them, but I, I, I do think that they have the capability to match up with this team. It's, it was very impressive what we saw tonight from a shorthanded team. Very impressive from a shorthanded unit. Uh, but we just have to step back and appreciate just who this Nuggets team has become. Nikola Jokic has taken his star turn. He is a top five player in this league. Maybe top seven if you're getting a little bit like unhappy that Steph Curry and Kevin Durant aren't in that conversation right now. Uh, but Jamal Murray has played wonderfully over these last five games. Michael Porter Jr., he's going to come back healthy. He's going to look great. I have no doubt in my mind. Paul Millsap coming back healthy. Jeremy Grant really getting himself ingrained with this team. They've been wonderful. Just been really, really impressed with what, what we've seen from them. And then you're not even mentioning Will Barton. And Monte Morris was great tonight. And we, we barely even good. talked about him. Monte he, Morris has been really good these last <laughs> You know, he years. dished it out to LeBron in, yeah, for two threes. Yeah, there was some moment like, where he actually said something to LeBron after one of those threes. They caught it on camera. Well, like, you know what it probably I know was? I what he said. It, was, it probably wasn't anything like that big. But he's like, don't go under the screen. Like he probably said to LeBron, "Don't go under the screen. I'm going to shoot it." And I made it, and he made, it. and he did it again. But LeBron came back at him like that. He walked towards him like he wanted to say something back. I gotta figure it out. Yeah, it's I, just I, I, haven't, my own I haven't seen it, but yeah, the video is yeah. pretty good. <laughs> well, that's funny. Uh, if LeBron is really taking too much time to focus on Monte Morris, then Monte Morris has already won. He's already under his, his head. fucking skin. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on now. Um, but it's it's twelve thirty here at, at Pepsi Center right now. Uh, any closing thoughts before we take off for the last time before the All Star break? Start with you, Skip. <sighs> closing thoughts. Um, he had you, no idea what to say. Wait, I know Skip's closing thoughts. What do you think? Good project. Your closing thought is that you love Vonleh minutes. Oh, I love the Vonleh minutes. <laughs> the Vonleh <laughs> minutes were epic. <laughs> I. Uh, I know you. As much as I love the Vonley minutes, though, I really enjoy Michael Porter Jr. minutes more. So I'm excited. Yeah. To get, I'm excited we get that out of the All Star break. You know, this rotation is going to be so fascinating because there are going to be guys like McCray and Vonley and maybe even Tory Craig at times when they don't necessarily play all the time. Yeah. Like, well, and same with like Bates Diop. He played the he played the first two games he's been here for, mm-hmm. and then he didn't play today. So I don't think he was brought into play. I think he was brought in as an injury oh, replacement yeah, for absolutely. right now. But but. He he's fine. He'll they'll they'll deal with that. Uh, and if it's a problem, then they'll, they'll cut him. It is what it is. But yeah, uh, Jenna, do you have any closing thoughts before we take off? <sighs> My closing thoughts are: I would never, ever, ever, ever date a Lakers fan. <laughs> ever. 
I don't care if you're LeBron James yourself. I don't care. You hear that, boys? Get out of her DMs. Get out of her DMs. Stop it. No, seriously. It's always creepy. I freaking... I see half of them. Yeah. Like, come on. (laughs) No, but um, I can't wait for MPJ, and they're vacuuming next door. They are now vacuuming next door, so... (laughs) All right, well, I guess that's going to do it. We're kind of cut short. My my takeaway is that the Nuggets are fucking awesome. Uh, That's going to do it on this episode of the Denver Stiff Show. Uh, stay frosty, guys. We'll see you guys next week. In the bowels.